Yo, what up, guys? We are back in full effect at the NBA cast. You know, I have to have my $18,000 kid with me, Steve-O. What up? What up, what up? Hey, today, though, I have another guest with me, one of my best friends. I grew up with this man. He's actually going to be more involved with our show now that he's back from the military. CG3 himself. What up, Brody? What's going on? Hey, you know, everything's everything. Miami won tonight in a big, fashionable way. And I know Steve got something to say, so I'm going to let him go ahead and say it first. All right. Um, well, Miami is not back. I know everybody thinks they are, but they're, they're not. They're not going to be back for a couple more years. But uh, but yeah, y- y'all can y'all can keep thinking that. All right, bye bye bye, Chris. I know you got something. <laughs> you're a gay, you're a Gator fan, so I know you got something to say yourself. <laughs> Look, I don't got nothing slick to say. I mean, I'll, I'll say behind behind closed doors, I'll I'll talk some talk some smack. But honestly, Miami looked pretty decent tonight. Um, it is against a Louisville defense, so I'm not gonna give them that much credit until I see some more games out of them. But they definitely look better than last week. Last week, y'all looked horrendous i honestly i i put a bet on louisville tonight i lost um but i thought y'all were gonna come out like last week and just get smoked but y'all put up a pretty decent game defense still needs some work but the offense looked a lot better than last week so i'll give it to y'all for for this week understandable now it's my turn as a canes fan let me go ahead and hop in this bag and let me tell y'all what happened okay so last week was a very vanilla offensive game plan last week we stuck with the run because the run was working the pass game was not in full effect. Uh, we did not open up nearly the plays we ran today at all. Our offense was so vanilla last week, but we was able to control the game basically off our running game, so that's what they did, and they won the game. Still put up 31 points, ran for over, what, 300 yards? It's hard to say that our offense was bad when we put up 300 rushing yards and a vanilla bland offense. Like They didn't run none of our scheme. This game... I'm not going to lie because it sounds like you fell into sport too. We all fell into that media hype of Louisville. Louisville has a very explosive offense. Defense was trash and it's been trash. I'm, it made me nervous, one, because me being a Miami fan, we already know how it is. We suck on the road. Two, it was a night game in the spotlight. And three, Louisville had everything to play for. We had spanked their ass last last year. So they – they was, should have been pedal to the metal, balls all, balls in. But what happened was we can we opened up our offensive playbook and we showed what we can do offensively. And I'm not willing to say we back yet, but I tell you what, if we win all our games and lose to Clemson, we shutting the state of Florida down. I, Chris, what's up with Florida recruiting, man? Y'all are y'all like the worst team in the state when it comes to recruiting. Yeah, I don't I don't know what we're doing with recruiting. Um. I mean, we're recruiting players that, that fit our scheme. I mean, I, I, honestly, I have been disappointed the last couple of years as far as what, what Mold's been able to, to put together because I feel like it should be much better. Mm-hmm. However, I mean, last year, as far as recruiting went, like we had a, a pretty poor, pretty sub-average as far as Florida standards go as far as recruiting. But the season was a, a pretty good season compared to – the last several years so i can't be too mad about it because i mean mullen mullen's got his what he's doing and it's it seems to be working i mean he's working better than the previous coaches so i'm not going to sit here and judge what he's doing as far as recruiting until i see the the end product which right now it seems like florida's on the right track 
Kyle Trask looks really good. Um, we're going to see next week whenever they come out against Ole Miss because that's honestly – that's a big open game. Ole Miss are some haters. That school, their MO is to upset big-name teams. So they're going to come out and try to punch us in the mouth, and it's going to be how we answer against that. So that's going to be a very interesting game to watch. Yeah, I agree, man. Ole, Ole Miss coming in with that new Lane Kiffin. Hey, and I'm telling you, I tell you what, bro, Lane Kiffin, if he ain't, if Ole Miss isn't going to be ready for anything, their offense should be fine. They're going to obviously struggle because it's their first game. It's everybody's first game of the season. But if y'all were to get upset, I think this would be the week. Uh, Steve, sorry, ask Pac-12. Come on, bring your input in here. So obviously, me being a Duck fan. I'm not really, I don't know. I'm not really into college football as much as I was. But, but I mean, it does. It looks like we may play, but I don't. I don't know how it's going to turn out with the Pac-12 and the Big Ten. Because uh, I know the Big Ten's coming back, but it looks like they're only playing eight regular season games. Yeah, they're only going to. So play. I don't know if I don't know. Even if the Pac-12 comes in and let's say we play seven or eight games. Eight is far-fetched, seven more than likely. But I don't know if you can – if the voters can put a Pac-12 or a Big Ten team in the playoff. I could see a Big Ten team like Ohio State just based on the name. But if the Pac-12 only plays seven games, I don't see anybody going in there. And let's, let's say a team, obviously the, the front runner in the Pac-12, which is the Ducks, we'd have to – We'd have to basically blow the brakes off everybody uh-huh. it, it, to even I don't see to get recognition. Anyways, no offense, Steve. But <laughs> <laughs> I mean, it's all good. But <laughs> I mean, the Ducks, man. This was probably going to be one of our better years. I think it's probably could have been our best defense ever. And then offensively, we would have been fine. I mean, our O line would have took a little hit. But I think uh, if we did have a a real season, Sewell would be obviously the best lineman in all of college. And then our DBs probably would be the best. They they would probably be the in best. In all of college, the, Steve? In all of college, I yes. agree. Hey, Chris, hey, look, this time I agree. We have Thomas Graham, mm-hmm. Lenore, Pickett, and then Breeze. And then we have Holland, who's probably going to be a first rounder. I mean, that's five DBs that are probably going to get drafted in this. Yeah, but time out, time out, time out. On a, on a, on a regular just football base, man, they're not going to know none of the names you just called. Um, uh, Holland. I, I can see Holland. But – and possibly one of our uh, – one of our um, – what is it? Corners in Graham or Lenore. But oh, No, I, I agree. I think you guys have the best DB corner nation. As of right now, I think you guys have the best DB corner nation. I think you have the best D uh, offensive lineman in the nation. Yeah, I'm, I'm totally agree with you. But you do know y'all was getting that ass spanked by Ohio State. First no. of all. No. We, l- l- let me bring all you right. back, Steve. So, I'm going to let y'all – y'all got some some good-ass DBs up there uh, up there in Oregon. Don't get me wrong. <laughs> but y'all ain't DBU because that belongs to Florida. Oh. <laughs> no. Oh, oh, oh you are the, lucky an LSU <laughs> fan is not in here, sir. No, I'll, I'll take it to LSU fans too. I don't give a damn. No, mm-mm. LSU is DBU, man. Nah, I got LSU. Well, you gotta look at the product. Look at the products in the NFL. The, the okay, Fox Tyron Matthew, uh, Patrick I Peterson. Mean, I'll give you Tyron Matthew because that's my boy. 
But I mean, Patrick Peterson, they're going to have Steve Lee soon. Steve, 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 hold on, hold on. Let's hear, let's hear Chris out, man. Go ahead. I mean, we got we issue great products in the NFL. My issue with Oregon, for y'all saying that you know y'all y'all got some good DBs. The issue is that I'm not going to see it this year, and which I'm very disappointed about because I wish y'all would play a, a real team because y'all ain't going to play no real team this year. Let's be honest. Right. Um, but whenever y'all y'all get some smoke, y'all get some, you know, y'all get some hype, and you're like, oh man, we play an, an SEC team this year. It's gonna go down. We are gonna wreck these dudes every time I see it, Steve. And I see the Oregon Ducks talk, the Oregon yep. Duck fans talking on Twitter, like, oh, this is our year, this is our year, and y'all get rolled through through an SEC team. Okay, Air year what? after year. Auburn, Auburn last year, who uh, they they finished ranked, they beat. Uh, Alabama in the Iron Bowl. I mean, Auburn is a good team, and we pretty we had that game won, and then we just I don't know the last like five minutes we just fell apart because we had the lead until the last literally the last fifteen seconds. <laughs> right, fifteen right, right. seconds, but when we still, lost the lead. But y'all still lost, and you can't compare an Auburn team lose. that's gonna that, that's gonna beat an Alabama team because the Iron Bowl is a whole another game. They're, they it is because so Auburn's Auburn, Auburn can be Auburn can be trash. Auburn can be trash all year. Yeah, it's a rivalry. They game. show up for that Iron Bowl and they play. How many times have we seen Auburn be trash throughout the year and they still beat Bama? It's happened three, four times in the last ten years. Yeah, that's so I'm not going right to give you that. Okay, I mean, we can we show we can we can be with anyone because what what is Oregon's biggest thing for for years? It has been they defense can't they can't yes. yeah. they they can't compete with the big boys. They get pushed back. Last year, we showed – I mean, you do know who our head coach is now, right? Mario and Crystal Ball. Mario yes, Crystal Ball. He knows what that's all about. He has developed this team into a team that wins in the trenches. Hey, thank Miami for – thank Miami for Mario, bro, because no, – we, we think Taggart. We think Taggart. No, no, you need to be thanking me because if we were smart enough to choose Mario over Manny Diaz, you would have never had that chance. Mario would be dominating in Miami. You think he's doing good in Oregon? Do you know what he would be doing back at home in Miami? Yeah, he he would go he would bro, go crazy. You guys would win just about bro. every recruiting battle in the state of Florida. Bro, we would be running up through that. That's what I'm gonna tell you. And put that Oregon cup down because this is what it's about right here. Okay, put your little Yeti down. <laughs> Thank my you. Yeti looks better than yours. <laughs> so I don't even want you drinking out that cup tonight. Hey, hey, hold up, hold up, Miami. Hold up. Bro. It's about Miami. What what has Miami done the last like decade? Ever since y'all joined the ACC, y'all haven't done nothing. You know what? I First of all, love... Steve, you, you can't talk to Marcus like that. I, I'm gonna back my boy up. What has Oregon done in the last three decades? Man, he about okay. to come up with something. Okay. He about to just say we won. We won our Pac-12. Championship. We've won multiple Pac-12 oh. championships, <laughs> and we've won. We've been to the championship and twice. Got, hey, well, goddamn it! Goddamn it! Congratulations, We got destroyed. Steve. We got destroyed by Ohio State. I will admit, we got destroyed. We got we got destroyed by Ohio State. I will give them that. But against Auburn, it came down to the last freaking last second, literally. And they had Cam Newton, who at the time was arguably the best quarterback ever. You're right. Okay, but look, no, and we held them. They barely. We held them to like less than. Tw- I think it was twenty-two nineteen was the final score. Hey, listen, 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 listen. We gonna get into this. Trust me, another day, because 
I already see that our college football segment show is going to be off the chain. Oh. It's going to be through the roof. <laughs> oh. So we're we going to get into that another day. Oh, like I said, fun. like I said, like I said, tonight was supposed to be about Miami, but y'all fucked it up. So what we're going to do is we're going to go ahead and get into the segment. But before we do, do that, we're going to introduce our ad. Cool. Now that we're back, um, let's go ahead and get into week two of the NFL season. Uh, week one was full of upsets. Mm-hmm. It was crazy because even me, as a better, as a betting man, mm-hmm. I went against my own team. Me thinking Jackson yep. was about to get ran through there. They yep. end up winning the game. Yep. I, I, I'm I, 100% there with you, Mark. I was I – was Full on the Jaguars blowing everything this season. They finished dead last. They sucking for old Sunshine Lawrence there at Clemson. And they come out and punch Indianapolis in the mouth. I'm right there with you. I did not see that coming. And and they, they're not the only ones, man. Don't forget, you know, the Washington Football Club. Oh, yeah. The Washington Football Club, no longer the Redskins. Let's go ahead and throw that out the window. The mm-hmm. Washington Football club won another game against the Eagles. Uh, Don't so that, sleep on them. I said I said month months ago. I said Washington finished second in that division, and I ooh, stick to it. Second, ooh. they're they're finishing second in that division. Boy, you just coming on the show with some hot takes, ain't you? Of course, I I've been had that hot take for months, even before even before week one. I said Washington is finishing second in that division. Well, that's an interesting take. So actually, before we get started on week two. Tell me why you think that. I definitely want to hear this. I mean, I like Riverboat Ron. Me too. And the offense is looking great. So, in the beginning, I've never been sold on the Eagles. Don't get me wrong. Like, Carson Wentz, he's looked good in past seasons, but I'm not sold on him. I don't think – he hasn't – he has proved nothing to me. The Eagles mm-hmm. won that Super Bowl without him. They had mm-hmm. Nick Foles come in there and ball out. So you have you with that it alone has proved to me that Carson Wentz ain't nothing. Like he has his he has nothing to prove other than the fact that he can he can he he, he balls a little bit in a regular season. But with Riverboat Ron coming in, Dwayne Haskins at quarterback, Scary Terry at wide receiver, they got some weapons on that offense, Mark. They do, that, and, and and that that defense ain't, it is it is not bad. People people sleep on that defense. It is really not that bad. And, so and that, uh, that's, that's why really, I say that's why that's why I put at the beginning. I was like, Yo, Washington, Washington about to come out here and finish second in that division. Might even possibly get that wild card and get in the, get into that the, those playoffs. All right, all right, all right. Slow your roll. Slow your roll. <laughs> They're not there for the NFC wild card talk just yet. But, but you hit it right on the head. That defense is very underrated. Their front mm-hmm. seven is actually very filthy, especially yep. when it comes to the pass rush. Um, I, I think Riverboat Ron definitely has something up his sleeve. He's definitely got to get some help offensively because even though they put up 27 points, that's smoke and mirrors. Uh, they had a turnover or something like that that gave them big yeah, – helped them with points as well. Uh, the offense really didn't do nothing, but that defense, again, is filthy. So, with that being said, let's go ahead and hop into week two. Um, we'll start with the one o'clock games. So, with that being said, let's go ahead and hop right into my favorite team. We'll start off with the Jacksonville Jaguars against the Tennessee Titans. 
this is my favorite team. I'll start off with my input. Um, obviously, the man to watch would be Derrick Henry. Of course. Every time bro plays Jacksonville, this guy has a freaking career night. He mm-hmm. breaks his own records against Jacksonville every time we play him. So, it's annoying, but it happens. And those uh, and those are records being broken against a good defense. Now, yep. we've seen what we've seen what happened to Jacksonville's defense over this offseason. It is uh, that defense is not not looking outstanding. However, they they did hold their own against the Colts. But this is a whole another this is a whole another beast in the Titans. The Colts they don't even they don't have an established backfield. I mean, they don't even know who's who's their number one. They got three running backs that could be a number one. I mean, well, down to two now after the injury, but. Now Tennessee got a got a backfield. They know they know who their starting man is, and that's Derrick Henry. So that's a man who's going to come out, and I think he's going to pop off tomorrow. Steve, all right. Um, so I feel like, um, yeah, I feel like Jacksonville is not going to win this game. I, I I don't give them any chance. I know you guys have. Gardner Minshew and the offense can they can put up some points, but I don't think there's any stop in Tennessee. I mean, they didn't look that good week one against the Broncos, and the Broncos did not have a good team. They lost, they were missing their number one corner for I think most of the game in Boye, and then Cortland Sutton wasn't even playing, and Tennessee barely won by three. But I do not see I, I don't see Jacksonville winning that game. I think Derrick Henry is going to run wild, and that's pretty much it. If they lock down Henry to less than 100 yards, I feel like they will probably win that game. They they're gonna yeah, they have an upside. They're gonna have to they're gonna have to stack the box. You gotta you have to make and, Ryan Tannehill throw. And, and then on a top big, of that, a big out is AJ Brown is yep. not playing tomorrow. Yeah, he's not I, playing. Yeah, but Corey Davis looked like Tannehill's favorite target week one. That's true. Yeah, but That's hold true. on, hold on, hold on, hold on. Nah, Corey Davis, just because he got all those targets and stuff, doesn't necessarily contribute to anything. Corey Davis been whacked for the game in the league. And, yes. and at, on the flip side, even though Jacksonville gave up all their DBs, uh, including our starting safety, Ronnie Harris, who is now uh, with Cleveland. Cleveland. I, I, I don't see us. If if Derrick Henry goes crazy, we lose. But I think there is a chance. The only reason why – look, honestly, it's either going to be a blowout or it's going to be a Jacksonville win. And I say that because – and if you look at our coach game, when they just when they was trying to run the ball, they ran the ball very efficiently. They have one of the best lines in the league. Marlon Mack is not a half bad he, – he's a half decent back. Uh, with Jonathan Taylor, the whole mix up, blah, blah, blah. Yeah. Ten, but they gave up on the run. They started falling in love with Phillip Rivers' arm. Tennessee ain't doing that. Tennessee going to hand the ball off to Derrick Henry 30 times if they got to. They don't care. The boys in Tennessee do not care. So, if we can manage the game, we can win the game. If we can't, if Derrick Henry comes out here, four yards, five yards, ten yards, it's over. We're not going to stand a chance. Right now, I think the spread's at, what, eight? I th- I think I think for one of my big bet I think Tennessee wins this game and they have to. I'm I'm going to give a a hot take. This is a this is a must win for the Tennessee Titans. And here's why. So this is a, this is a divisional game. This is a second divisional game for the Jaguars. But so the Jaguars came out and punched the Colts in the mouth 
you know, um, Tennessee got the win last week, but and Houston lost. However, Houston did not look that bad against their week one against Kansas City. They really did not look that bad. And ten, this is definitely a must win in that division because that division is, is fairly close after the Jaguars won that first game and they didn't look that bad with Gardner Minshew. This is a must win. Yeah, I definitely, I definitely agree. Cause I mean, uh, for well, for Tennessee, yeah, it it is a must win because, like all the points you just said, but, I mean, I don't know. I I basically, Tennessee's gonna win this. I, I don't see any scenario other than like we already stated, if Henry, under a hundred yards. Jacksonville wins over a hundred yards. Jacksonville loses. I can agree with that. I can agree with that. And uh, what is the, what are your score predictions for the game? For me, I'm going to go Tennessee 34, Jacksonville 16. All right. I got 34, 16. That's a, that's a big upset. Not upset, yeah, but big I, I, blowout. Tennessee, Tennessee should win this game pretty pretty handsomely. However, I mean, like like you said, though, it, it could go the other way because I thought Indianapolis was going to win handsomely, and they lost. So yeah, I, well, I think it could go the other way. Nobody expected Jacksonville to right. stay in that game or even win it. Right. But um, but yeah, I got I actually have it a lot closer. I mean, we all know how it is. A team will go up and then let off the gas, and then it looks a little closer but I see Tennessee winning 27 to 20 and I feel like it's probably going to be a more of a blowout factor and then then Gardner Minshew puts up like a late garbage touchdown and makes it look a little better Mm -hmm. um all right let's see let's talk about your Lions Steve yeah so the Lions I feel like I feel like we have a good chance against the Packers. Um, not a great chance, but I feel like Stafford is still going to be a really good quarterback. Rodgers is going to do his thing. It looks like he's on a mission. And the X factor, I feel like it's going to be it's going to be Adrian Peterson. Marvin Jones, he's going to get his yards. Hawkinson, I feel like has to do a has to get more involved in the offense. But once he we just got to get Hawkinson involved a little more. Mm-hmm. I mean, he's mm-hmm. a top 10, he was a top 10 pick. So we can't do what we did with Ebron and just barely utilize him. I agree. Um, so, yeah, I feel like Adrian Peterson's going to have to get going so that we can open up the passing game with play action and just, we. it's going to be a shootout. In other words, it's going to be a shootout. It's going to be a 35, 31 around in that, in that uh, scoring, right? I'm I'm definitely taking the over in that game. Um, I DeAndre Swift definitely got to take over. I mean, he had that drop drop pass to win the game. They should have won that game. Um, but overall, I feel like DeAndre Swift is going to pick it up. That's his first game as a rookie. Um, I'm going to take a hot take here and say with the Lions going with that one-two punch of Adrian Peterson and DeAndre Swift, I think Carryon Johnson, who's a stud in my opinion, he has some injury issues in the past however i still think that he's a stud i think he gets dealt 
before the trade li- deadline. And I think some team gets a gets a good pickup and carry on Johnson. Okay, so ho- hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on. Before you dig deeper into that, what's your hot take? If you have a hot take like that and you're just going to drop it on the show like that, you must obviously have a team that in mind that maybe he'd go to? Honestly, Mark, I mean, being a Jacksonville Jaguars fan, y'all need a running back. I think DeAndre Swift would be a good fit in that offense. Whoa. DeAndre. Not not, I'm, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Oh, I'm sorry. Carry on Johnson. Oh. Carry on Johnson. My fault. <laughs> Carry on. I mean, DeAndre Swift would be a would be a good fit in the offense. Very, but, very good fit. But Carry on Johnson going to that going to that Jaguars offense. Look, I I don't I don't know what to think with our management and our team situation. I have no idea what they win. Like I said, I thought they were going to tank. Those fuckers end up winning. I have no clue what they're doing. Um. But as far as the Lions-Packers game go, I do have Green Bay covering the six points as it is. Mm-hmm. Um, I just I, – I think it's – their defense is really solid. And all three of us, I think, can agree that if they don't get the running game going, I think Detroit is through. If they can't yeah. get any kind of running game going, it's over for them. Yeah. Um, because that's playing in the Packers' defense's hands. They're – very strong in the pass rush, which makes them decent in pass coverage. It doesn't like that's just how it goes. It doesn't matter how good your corners are. If you're very efficient in the pass rush, I can play corner and have a pick or two. You you, you know, so, so it just depends on the like y'all said, it depends on Adrian Peterson so, and, and the run game. So me being a Lions fan, I watched them play both games against the Packers and took them the distance both times. Neither of those games did we have a run game. Yeah, exactly. So with Stafford back there, we are always going to be in that game, especially against the Packers. I feel like he has his best games against the Packers because it's uh, Stafford and Rodgers. I mean, obviously everybody's going to take Rodgers in that, but Stafford takes it as a challenge to be the best quarterback on that field when he's playing against Aaron Rodgers. Aaron Rodgers, basically. And, and I think uh, <laughs> both of you guys have already told me before that y'all think Matthew Stafford is actually one of the more overrated players in our league. Underrated? underrated. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, underrated. I'm sorry. 100%, 100% <laughs> underrated. And that ki- you, you know how much that kills me being a Florida fan. And I got to say that Matt Stafford, the Georgia Bulldog, is underrated. <laughs> but he is. He's one of the most underrated quarterbacks in his league, Mark, 100%. And, Steve, I know you can agree with me being, being a Lions fan, but people talking about the, the Aaron Rodgers in, in that division, Matt Stafford is not far behind. He has not had the team that Aaron Rodgers has had. You know, he hasn't had, he hasn't had the receivers as far as, you know, the Donald Drivers and the – Mm. You, you know what I'm talking about. Oh, oh, I mean, Stafford's had, bag. I mean, I mean, I mean his bag. Stafford did have arguably the best receiver of all time, but not for long. He had him for like Calvin, eight years. Yeah, he had him Calvin, for, Calvin he Johnson had him for eight years. Calvin Johnson didn't stay for very long. However, I did call. I did call it when uh, Johnson retired. Stafford would probably have his best. Um, best efficient season, which he did once he left, because then he doesn't have his 
bailout target in yeah, Calvin. Safety then he actually had to read he had to read defenses more and spend more more time in the film in the film sessions. Right. So well, honestly, people thought he became he, a better. I feel like he became a better quarterback without Calvin. If I'm taking quarterbacks in that division, I'm, uh, of course I'm gonna take Aaron Rodgers first. I mean, yes, that's well, that's understandable. But I'm taking I'm taking Matt Stafford second, a hundred percent over Kirk Cousins and Mitchell Trubisky. I'm one hundred percent taking I'm Matt Stafford. I don't, over those. I don't think anybody yeah, would disagree I, with you. I, I, yeah. That's not very. It's not a very hot take. However, I mean, Kirk Cousins got the money to make it a hot take yes, he's, because he's getting paid. He's getting paid up there with the best of them, and I don't think he should be. I mean, when Stafford got his extension, he was the highest-paid quarterback. Right. I mean, hey, God damn. Be. See, he we just be. trying to give you all some credit. And he <laughs> God damn. Okay, so, all right. All right. All right, all right. So, moving forward, do we all have the Packers winning this game? Mm-hmm. I, I, do. I do. Oh, man, it's tough. I'm going to say yes, but Lions cover. Lions cover the, the six, Chris? Yes. Lions covering the six? I don't think so. I, I think I think the Packers cover that. I agree with you there. All right, let's go ahead and move over to our next one called game, uh, which what I have, I have the Giants and the Bears. A very, very boring game. I don't see anybody watching that shit unless you're a Giants fan or a Bears fan. But with that said, well, for me, I got Chicago covering the five and a half points. Yep. I, uh, I, I agree I, with you. I, I think the I Bears cover that. Chicago in – Double digits. Yep. Yeah. The New York Giants look absolutely terrible. Saquon Barkley is getting no love behind the offensive line. Their defense is just as trash. Daniel Jones is – honestly, I feel like Daniel Jones could be a, a pretty decent quarterback in any other offense, but their offensive line is absolute garbage. Uh, yeah. Does not help them whatsoever. I, I, can't, I can't lie. Danny Dom looked a lot better. His line is trash. Yep. Um, we had Saquon Barkley with negative yards going into the fourth quarter. Yep. That ain't hap- that That's... can't happen. That can't happen. Yep. Steve, what you thinking? So I I feel like um the Giants basically instead of running the ball to open up the pass, they need to pass the ball to open up the run. I Because right now everybody is focused on Barkley and why wouldn't you? Mm-hmm. But uh, mm-hmm. if they can start passing the ball and move the chains and stuff and get it second and one and everything, they can possibly be able to run the ball. But right now, they definitely need to change it up. Uh, but, yeah, and people act like Chicago played good. They really didn't. They played one no, good quarter. You're right. You're yeah, right. yeah. one yeah. good Mitch, quarter. Mitch Trubisky looked like old Mitch Trubisky and up that, until the fourth quarter. And, as and I that's said, when he balled out. As I said last podcast, Trubisky against the Lions looks like a Hall of Famer. If you look at his career against the Lions, he looks like a Hall of Famer. He has about – let's see, it's – over a thousand yards, and then he has twelve touchdowns and one pick against the Lions in his career, and four zero. Boy, Joe Montana against the Lions. So, <laughs> so I mean, are we going? Are we actually going to see Trubisky uh, going from one game to the next and carrying it over from that fourth quarter? What looked like I mean, a Pro Bowl caliber quarterback at the time? 
Against that defense, he should. If he does not put up the numbers that he put up last week against this trash defense, then he he needs to be the backup to Nick Foles. And Allen Robinson will be more involved in offense. Oh, yeah. That's that's also also an interesting take. Throughout the week, he was rumored to – to be on the trade block. He wants a trade. He wants out of Chicago after that last week. So that'll yeah, be interesting to see how he comes to play. Does he come out and does he play like like a man who wants to, you know, get some offers and gets a contract extension? Mm-hmm. Or does he come out balling like, you know, like, I don't give a damn. Like, just get me on to the next team. Yep. I'm, so, I, so, so just to be clear, do you guys have the Bears winning by five and a half? Yes. I have them by double figures. Yeah, right. I have, by yeah, by at least five and a half for sure. Me too. All right, um, we got the Cowboys and the Falcons tonight. Two very, very high-powered offenses. What you guys got? That's interesting. I got a, I got a bet on this game. Was it Falcons plus four? So Dallas by four is the current line. Yeah, I think that's extremely disrespectful after what I saw at Dallas out of week one. The Rams, don't get me wrong, the Rams are a good team out of the NFC. Don't get me wrong. The Rams could be some contenders in the the NFC. However, I think with Dallas and their lineup, new coach, they're they're supposed to be firing on offense with that coach. And they did not – Dak is on a contract year. I had this man just going absolutely off this year and he come out showing me what he's been showing the last two like bro i was extremely disappointed what i saw at Dak that week one so i think the falcons win this game handsomely behind Ooh. that offense with matt ryan and julio jones and calvin ridley i and todd Gurley, bro they're going off i think dallas gets whipped this game I do not see it. I I see Dallas basically looking at film and seeing you can carve the Falcons through the air. Russell Wilson did it. Now, don't get me wrong, Dak Prescott is no Russell Wilson. But I don't see – I mean, Atlanta could not stop a nosebleed. They really couldn't. They could not stop anything. Russell Wilson had over 300-plus yards. He had four incompletions and three – no, four touchdowns. So I, I feel like they're gonna they're gonna go out and just aerate it out. And Zeke will be more involved in the passing game, I feel like. Maybe not too much of the run, but they're gonna do that. And however, Dallas did not look good defensively. This is gonna be a shootout. This is a game you are gonna wanna take the over. Absolutely. I, I think definitely the, the only, take the over the on this only game. thing that saves Dallas in this game is the fact that they have that stud cast of an offensive line and the Falcons defensive line is the only thing that, that kept them in the game against Seattle. And the, I, I don't know, if, I don't know if that Falcons defensive line is going to be able to, to withstand that offensive line of Dallas. That's the only yeah. thing I see going right for Dallas in this game. Other than that, I feel like Dallas is not going to be able to to withstand no. a shootout against the Falcons. They'll they'll not. bounce back from their week one because there's they have way too many weapons to only be able to score seventeen points. Right, exactly. Even though the Rams, the Rams do have 
arguably the best defensive player in the league, and then the best corner in the league. Arguably, I, I say yeah. I say top corner, but you know I mean, you have he, Gilmore. He, you have he some getting, others you can throw. I mean, ran, he getting paid like a top corner. He, I mean, he, he, he's, he's proven he, he is a, he's at least top five for sure. Oh, top sure. three, I would say non. Top three, yeah, that's that's fair. That's fair, honestly. All right, um, you guys are both definitely on two totally different spectrums. Chris got a, Chris got the Falcons winning handily. Which, if if you're a gambler and you have the, if you think the Falcons, this is the way to go. Falcons are, are underdogs, so you're gonna always make money there. I, I personally, I have the Cowboys, and look. I agree with Steve Chris on this one. I'm sorry, though. But the Falcons defense is so suspect. That was the Cowboys. That was everybody's first game. Don't get it twisted. Matt Ryan put up a lot of numbers, which as he always does, in the fourth mm-hmm. quarter once they're already losing by a large amount. Uh, the Seahawks came out there and ran a pass-heavy offense, which is what most Seattle fans want, and they dominated. Russell Wilson's a very smart quarterback. He does not make mistakes. Dak, on the other hand, is where we're going to get – now is where we're going to get to see what Dak is made out of. Because You're like, not wrong. Dak, You're not wrong. Dak, Dak is playing for that contract. That, you guys are right. He's playing for that contract. Now he's, he has – He's got to come out because, I mean, Dallas has – Dallas to. has – they got too many weapons on the offense for him to fail. But Matt Ryan proved in week one, look, I'm going to take a man like Gage and I'm going to make him look like a stud. This is a slot receiver boy, and he made him look like an absolute stud in week one. And yeah, look, they lo- yeah they lost, but look, but that Falcons, man balled out. The Falcons have the the weapons that any team would kill for. I agree. This game, yes, I do agree with it being a shutout. Don't forget, the Cowboys have a lot of newcomers. Byron Jones walked. They bring in Arnon Smith. They bring in Everson Griffin. This is this is their first game. This is their first game. They're gonna match and they're gonna get it together. On the flip Six. side, on the flip side, on the flip side, the Cowboys lost their linebackers. Sean Lee is now out for weeks. Uh Vanderish is now out for weeks. So if arthritic knee, Todd Gurley, if Mr. Arthritic Knee <laughs> sit together and not be hurt, he can make a huge impact. If he does do that, the Cowboys are in trouble. So you're taking Dallas plus four or by four? I'm going to take Dallas money line. Just win you're the crazy. game, motherfuckers. Just win the you game. Crazy. Just win the, you crazy. Hey, look. Crazy. What defense does Atlanta have? You're not wrong, but what offense does Dallas prove with those, uh, those crazy weapons, bro? 17 points? Don't That's all game you can muster? one, game one exactly. Game one, game Don't one, finish. new offense. Hey, they have who, weapons. There's no way they're gonna against that defense. There's no way they're scoring less than thirty. Whoa, thirty is a lot. Hey, look, <laughs> I know <laughs> they got weapons to hey, score hey, thirty. Hey, hey, look, I don't know if I can get behind all that now, but what I can say is let's not act like Dallas was not the number one offense in the league last year. Kellen Moore had them boys statistically as the number one lead offense in the league. Stop. They should they are not the number one offense in the league last year, not this year. No, they were not. Statistically. Stop it. I, I that's why I said statistically. 
statistically, statistically they were. They I don't, were, I don't they give a damn. So they, you, you taking that Dallas offense over them Ravens, over them Chiefs? Maybe in the NFC, I might, I might take them number one. Maybe. But come on now. Look, statistically, they were number one offense. That's all I'm saying. That's all I'm saying. All you, right. you can take that as you will as a Chiefs fan, but okay. Right, so, hey, I'm, so we I'm have, mixing them Raven boys in there too. We have I'm we have two. So we got two Dallas and one Atlanta, right? Yeah, I'm I'm taking Atlanta hundred percent. Right. I put this on a parlay bet and I'm one hundred percent confident with it. And I'm not I'm, mad I think Atlanta so gets his W. Next game, I would say is probably gonna be the next closest. Let's go. Minnesota at Indy. Indy is minus three. This is Who do you one. guys got? Yeah, this is another one that I took on my parlay. I think the way Indianapolis came out, I mean, I had them blowing out the Jaguars, and they looked awful. I mean, in, in, in certain aspects. So their defense looked just Absolutely terrible. One of the worst in the league last last week. Their offense was not not as bad. Philip Rivers actually looked pretty decent. I mean, he put up typical Philip Rivers numbers. But the Falcons, or not the Falcons, I'm sorry, the Vikings. The Vikings look pretty decent against Green Bay. So I I got the Falcons winning this one. I think Indianapolis the Vikings. Vikings. <laughs> you said the Vikings again, get drunk. I'm sorry, the, the Vikings, the Vikings. <laughs> so, so yeah, the Vikings winning this one pretty. Boy, hey, look, hey, hey, all gamblers, listen. If you like him, if you like to take chances, that look like CG3, your man. Boy, he's taking all these underdogs. Absolutely. I mean, how how's Indianapolis going to be a three-point favorite when they just got dogged by – Arguably one of the worst teams in the league. Hey man, you got one more time to disrespect my team. Go ahead. <laughs> Go ahead, Steve. So so I too I have Minnesota winning money line. Um I don't feel like Indianapolis is I mean they like like he was saying, they played pretty bad against uh Jacksonville. Um I don't see Minnesota basically doing what they did last week and playing that bad on defense because their defense let them down badly. Like, like I said, they were, uh, they got doubled in time of possession and this is hard to win games when you don't have the ball that much, but they scored, they were scoring when they had the ball, at least in the second half. Problem is they could not stop Aaron Rodgers. Uh, I feel like Phillip Rivers will allow them to stop him because Phillip Rivers loves to turn over the ball. Uh, they're playing without Marlon Mack. They got Jonathan Taylor and uh, Hines back there, which are going to be good if you're doing like daily fantasy sports or just fantasy football in general. I think Hines is a stud. He should carry Hines, the workload on that offense. Uh, I heard Taylor was starting though. I, th- I, I believe I disagree. Taylor's I think the Hines starter. is a stud. I think he should. He start is. Over he's Taylor. definitely good, especially in the PPR league. But um, I, I Minnesota is just too good i mean i think they're getting hunter back if i'm not mistaken i could be wrong on that but i believe they're getting hunter back which is going to help them and then they're going to have hunter and in who are going to they should be able to get to the quarterback 
Oh, but yeah, like I said, too much weapons. Dalvin Cook, he's going to have a good game. And then Thielen, if he does remotely what he did last week, I, I think Minnesota should definitely cover. All right. So I got um, Minnesota winning. I'm going to go against the green. I think the Colts turn around right here. I think they got punched in the mouth against the Jacksonville, and they did not like it. Um, I have the Colts. I think their defense is going to step up. Don't forget the addition of DeForest Buckner. I honestly think losing Marlon Mack is not as big of a deal as people think they are. Uh, Jonathan Taylor is a big physical back with more speed than Marlon Mack, which is going to help them in the the running game. Um, I think Phillip Rivers is going to tighten up. Don't forget, this Minnesota defense is the same defense that has no corners. Their corner back play is absolutely horrendous. Um, their safely, safe, safety play is going to be the only thing that saves them. Um, I, I think the Colts – I have the Colts money line. I'm not sure about if they're going to cover or not, but I think the Colts are going to win it. I think Jonathan Taylor is going to actually have a pretty decent game, and with T.Y. Hilton and Paris Campbell – they're gonna run. They're gonna. They're gonna have a muck up against that. Those DB. That DB core. Uh, I think the defense is gonna settle in. It. I don't. I don't. I'm not a big. I can't put my faith into Kirk Cousins. I can't put my faith into Kirk Cousins. I really can't. And then there's no Stephon Diggs. So you're basically throwing everything, everything to Adam Thielen. You can't win like that. I you can't win like that. I mean, I, and I, I and I don't think this is the game that they're gonna win it off of. You know, Thielen. I mean, Thielen did good, and he was playing against Alexander, who is a pretty good corner. Jerry Alexander. He's better than anybody the Colts have. He is. He is. He is. He is. You're right. He is. But with that being said, how they they have to get established a running game. Because it's the NFL. If you can't establish the other, you're not going to be able to do the other. You understand? You, you know what I'm saying? Yeah, they have Dalvin Cook. I mean, Dalvin Cook's not a I don't think Dalvin either. Cook will have a good game. That's my hot take. I think Dalvin Cook gets shut down. Shut down as in less than 50 or what? Shut down as in if he scores a touchdown, it's going to be a, a one-yarder, two-yarder. I'd He's not getting the hundred yards rushing. I think his total yards will be under under a hundred. I think his total yards are gonna be under hundred. And I have him scoring one touchdown, maybe. Maybe. Okay. I think the All Colts right. wake up. I think they wake up here. All right. Uh how about the the next close game that I got? The Rams Eagles. Yeah, um, now we got the Eagles Rams. Um, from what I see, the Eagles are the favorite by one and a half. It's kind of hard to give them the favorite when they have no offensive line. I have to do more research on it and see if anybody came back or not. But if everything is the way it was last week and they have no offensive line, I'm Rams all the way easily. 100%. I, I agree with you, Mark. I think Eagles by one and a half is extremely disrespectful to the Rams, who just – one, you know, I mean, Dallas argu- arguably got away with that that offensive pass interference, but the Rams still played extremely well. So I think giving the Eagles a 
a point and a half is extremely disrespectful. Eagles win or uh, Rams win this pretty easily. Steve? Yeah, I feel um I feel like the addition of Miles Sanders is going to make an impact. I do not think Eagles are going to win or cover for that matter. I still have the Rams, but I don't think it's going to be as much of a blowout as it sounds like Chris has. I don't know about you, Marcus, but I feel like Miles Sanders gives them a better option in the way better option than Boston Scott. Yahtzee, we all have the Rams, I see. Yep. Yes. That's, That's beautiful. pretty much. Hey, pretty it's much about it time. It's about time we all agree. That's beautiful. Um, let's go actually go ahead and we gotta speed up the tempo. Let's all let's go ahead and go to the Bills, Dolphins. Um obviously the Bills are favored by five and a half. I think they're gonna cover honestly, I think they're gonna cover that with ease. Yeah. Yeah, I think that uh, Chris, I think this is your blowout no. game. Easily. The, Bills, the Bills are the third best team in the AFC. Woo! I could. Hey, Steve, Chris been, on the, Chris been on the show for all the two minutes, and he over here dropping hot takes like they bombs. Pretty much. I mean, I mean, I, I don't dis- – I'm not going to say I agree, but I can definitely see how Buffalo could be the third best team. But – um. But, yeah, I think the only reason people are going to watch this game is, A, you're a Buffalo fan, or, B, you want to see if Miami throws Tua in the, <laughs> yep. in the game. Yep. I think that's I the only that. reason. Because there is no reason you're going to watch this for football-related reasons. Or, like, a close game, I should say. This is going to be a blowout Buffalo all the way. Yeah, I think so, too. Um, like I said, Devontae Parker with half a hammy. You got Ryan Fitzpatrick, the oldest starting quarterback in the league, besides Tom Brady and Drew Brees. I don't see the Dolphins hanging in there whatsoever. So, with that being said, I think we all have the Bills covering, correct? Yep. Yep. Uh, perfect. So, we'll go ahead and move over to the 49ers and Jets. The 49ers are seven and a half. There's no Kittle, which is huge on their offense because not only is he their best receiving threat at the moment, he's also one of their top run blockers. So, with that being said, um, 49ers cover. Yeah, it all matters. Easily. The, the Jets Easily. are just, just god-awful. Unless Sam Darnold can get something together. It, Who does he have to throw to? Exactly. So, <laughs> it, it, it's the 49ers covering that easy. Yeah, yeah. Cr- wait, wait, with Crowder being out, Le'Veon on IR, it's over. It's not like the Jets had a good team anyways. Their defense is horrendous. I think San Francisco by seven is generous. I think if I actually yeah. had to place a bet, I'm actually going to take that spread and I'm actually going to up it to make yeah. my odds uh, a positive bet. I would actually t- tell San Francisco – I would take San Francisco by 10 points. 10, 10, 10 and a half is what I'd go with, yep. Um, we have a couple more one o'clock games before we can go into prime time. With that being said, we have Broncos Steelers. What y'all, what y'all thinking? Oh, this is a spicy one. This is definitely a spicy one. So... Do you trust Ben Roethlisberger after that week one against that horrendous Giants defense? Does does he get it through with the Broncos? Not an outstanding defense. But this man 
This man at quarterback for the Broncos is something to watch. True Lock, yeah. True Lock, uh, he can definitely throw it, but the the question is going to be, is Cortland Sutton going to play? Because if he plays, I think Broncos covered. And honestly, I think you could give him a wild card shot and put the money line on him. Damn, you like you like the Broncos that much with no defense? With, with Sutton, I mean, Pittsburgh did not do anything that made me think, ooh, they have a really good offense. I yeah, agree. but they also have one of the best – they have the, one of the best defenses in the league. Maybe. Uh, Big, Big Ben is back and he's healthy. Uh, whether James Conner is effective or not, when you have Big Ben, man, anything is possible in that offense. Yeah, it's, it's going to be – I feel like it's going to be a Cortland Sutton. Like, if Cortland Sutton plays, I think Denver has a good chance to win that game. Okay, I'm not so, going to call him a favorite, but I think they have a good chance. That's why I said a wild card shot. Well, well, the spread is seven. So, if yeah, Cortland I think they Sutton cover. plays, you think they cover. Yeah. I, yeah, yeah. And I if he doesn't cover. play, you think they don't cover. Correct. I still Casey, think they you cover. agree. I still think they cover, even without Sutton. I agree. With or without Sutton, I think I think the Steelers cover the seven point three. I, I just think it's too much. It's too much. With the defense and Big Ben being back, he just got the rust off of him with that one game. He's not a quarterback that changed offenses. This he's been there for years. He's been there from the beginning. There's nothing really to change. And I think that's where a lot of the upsets and Mishaps happen is when it comes to new offenses, new systems. Week one showed that, and I think it's about to start turning, turning over. And I, I, I don't see, I don't see uh, the Broncos winning. All right, so uh, let's go to the last uh, one o'clock games, and that's uh, Brady versus Carolina. What y'all thinking? Chris, you can start this off. Look, I was not. I was other than that. Uh, that first drive against the Saints, I'm not impressed. By Brady and the Bucks, and I said it very early on. Teams that have had this dream team type roster put together have not balled out. Look at the Eagles several years ago; they didn't ball out. The Browns last year, everybody was on the Browns last year when they got OBJ and Jarvis Landry and Baker. Oh my God, there was. They're supposed to go to the Super Bowl. They ain't not doing anything. So I'm not sold on this this Tampa Bay roster with Brady. Until I really see. And Chris Godwin's not even a for sure go. He's out actually. He's, He's out. out. And Mike Evans, Mike Evans laid a goose egg against the Saints. I mean, he had Marshawn Lattimore matched up against him all, all the whole game. So I'll give Marshawn Lattimore some credit there. But I'm not sold on this on this Tampa Bay offense. I'm really not. So you're sold on Carolinas? Nah, yeah, I'm not. I'm also not sold on Carolinas. <laughs> don't get me wrong, but they do have a man in Run CMC who has proven to be the elite running back in the league. So I think I think Carolina covers that eight and a half spread. I think Carolina comes through. I don't know if they win per se. But I don't think they're going to lose by eight and a half. I think it's going to be closer than that. I think it's going to be a three-point game. I, I still think Tampa Bay gets the win, but I don't think it's going to be by no eight and a half points. Um, 
I feel like Tampa actually covers. I think Brady's going to come out and play a lot better than what he did week one. And Tampa's defense is actually a really good defense. I know people, some people don't know that, but they actually have one of the better defenses in the league. Um, And I think, I think this game is where Fournette gets more touches and he actually makes an impact in the game. Yeah, before he blows out his hamstring. <laughs> <laughs> but, uh, but yeah, I, I see Tampa covering, man. Um, I definitely feel like they're going to win. I, well, obviously, they're going to win if they're eight-and-a-half-point favorites. Uh, oh, obviously. Boy, guys, you just disrespecting the Panthers. Okay, look. It's my turn. Let me hop into this. No I defense. Think I, I got the Panthers covering this nine points. Let me tell you why. If Rojo and Leo, Leo as in Leonard Burnett, mm-hmm. if that running game for Tampa does not get started, it's going to be a shootout because I'm not sold on the Bucks passing offense. We're talking about Teddy Bridgewater, and he has weapons. Like Chris said, CMC, Robbie Anderson, Curtis Samuel, DJ Moore, and then you have the head man at Joe Brady leading the way. And Teddy B turned around and had a good first game. It's only going to get better. Everywhere that Joe Brady has been, their passing game has got exponentially better. You know what I'm saying? So, I think I, I, I think Carolina is going to find a way to cover this nine points. I really do. Okay. Well, Tampa, their defense is a lot better than Oakland's. Just just giving you that right it, now. It, it is. It is. That, that was the number one rushing defense. And – Last year, yeah. Tampa was the number one rushing defense. Their passing yep. defense got exposed. And who better to expose that passing defense other than Joe Brady, who was also with the Saints, who was also with the Saints a couple years ago. Let's not forget that. He only yeah, did he one was. year at LSU. He only did one year. So he already knows what that offense does. I mean, granted, there is a new offense there at, at – Yeah, Bruce Arians. It is. Bruce, Bruce Arians knows how, to, knows how to score points. They didn't show it. I mean, it's a whole new, it's a whole new cast basically. But uh, I think Gronk gets more involved too. Gronk is definitely going to get more involved than two catches. He has to. He has to. He has to. Yeah. He didn't. The man look. First of all, he looks super skinny compared to what he did in New England, which is I mean, after taking a year off, you know, he he's on his party cruises. He's living the frat life. He's balling yeah. out with his, you know, his. He's living the life. His he lost all you can go ahead and say yeah, it. exactly. Yeah, <laughs> his hoes. He's got him. So he looks super skinny. So he ain't got that run protect. That man is literally out there just to catch footballs, which he did not do in week one, and he has to here in week two. Yeah, I mean. Carolina's defense. It, it comes down to Carolina's defense versus which is sure exactly. I mean, Oakland put up thirty-five. I yeah. it was thirty-some against them. Losing, yeah, losing yeah. Luke, Luke Keekley is huge. It is. Yes, it is. Yes, it they was. They still have him in, on the staff, but yeah, not on the field. All right, so it looks like we're going to go ahead and convert over to – I mean, before actually, before we convert over, you guys got Tampa covering that eight and a half? I do. I do. I don't. I I don't. I think think Carolina loses, but I don't – by eight and a half? I don't know about that. That's what I said. Yeah. I have Tampa covering. I think think they win by double digits. 
All right. Uh, then that at that at that point, we'll go ahead and move to prime time. You know, it's four twenty-five games. No, how about the four oh five game? That's uh, Chris's sleeper. Hey, boo! But we'll go ahead. Washington and Arizona. Yeah, we'll go ahead and let Chris explain his sleeper. Look, I I do like Washington to finish second in the division now against is that Carolina though. I mean, I guess that, that Arizona. I'm sorry. I guess that Arizona. I don't know. Arizona looking pretty nice. That defense looking A1. Adrian Peterson looking like he just got drafted. Looking A1 after that week one. And don't get me started about that offense with a newly added DeAndre Hopkins. I think Arizona wins this one pretty easily. How? I mean, don't get me wrong. I think I think Washington's going to ball out the rest of the year. But against, against that newly added DeAndre Hopkins, I don't know. I, I got Arizona on this one. All right. Uh, I do have Arizona covering. But I think it's going to take a little while for Arizona to get going. Because Washington's front seven, I mean, they're going to cause problems for Kyler Murray. They're going to cause problems early. Mm-hmm. But – I think in the second half they get going and they, they end up covering. But uh, I think it's going to be closer than probably a lot of people think. Because Arizona, they upset uh, San Francisco. I think everybody sees that and they're thinking, oh, Arizona's for real. Which I don't know if that's much of an upset, to be honest, Steve. Ooh, you don't, huh? No, I think – so after – don't get me wrong. San Francisco came out last year just absolutely balling. Nobody saw San Francisco doing what they did last year. But this year, I think it was a settle in. Like, is San Francisco absolutely for real? And I don't think they are. I think they came out last year, like, nobody really expected them to do anything. They came out and, you know, they they punched a bunch of people in the mouth and showed them, like, hey, we're here to ball. But this year, I don't know so much. I don't think that they're a real absolute contender in the NFC. And I think Arizona is going to come out and say, Hey, listen, we're a real contender this year. We got our boy Kyler Murray. And now he's got an added weapon and one of the best receivers in the league and Deandre Hopkins. And I think they're going to come out and prove to the world that they're just that. Yeah. Um, I, I feel like, like the reason, I mean, defensively, it's going to look like a defensive game uh, in the first – in the beginning of the game. But Washington, they're often – they are offensively challenged, plain and simple. They do not have an offense yep, at all. I agree. They don't have a running back. I mean, I think their starting running back is Antonio Gibson, who's a rookie, and then uh, Peyton Barber. I mean, that's not really – I mean, it's still too early to tell because Antonio Gibson being a rookie. But I just – and then receiver-wise, they have Terry McLaurin, who I feel like could – he'll have a better game than he had game one. But I hope so. He's on my fantasy team, although I did mention <laughs> But after that first week. But, but yeah, I mean, I, weapons. I, and then Dwayne Haskins. I, I'm not sold on Dwayne. I, I think – I think Chris hit it right on the head. San Francisco takes a step back. They're going to win this game. The Jets are just absolutely abysmal. They're, they're trash. Any Adam Gates-led team is 
Correct. We're not talking about that game yep. yet. Then why are we on the 49ers? We're not talking about the Niners. I heard the, I heard the Niners. What, what, what are we talking about? Arizona, bro. <laughs> oh, my God. Oh, my God. That's what happens when I go step off to get a drink. Um, either way, the fucking Washington football club is through come this week. I think the Cardinals handle business. I, yes. I, I agree. I, I, I think am, all of I am sold. It. I am sold on the Washington football team finishing second in that division. However, that's not much to say considering what's in that division. So when I say that that's arguably the worst division in football, they're right up there with the AFC South. No, no oh, offense to the Jaguar offense. Fuck off. <laughs> Jaguar fan. They are one of the worst divisions in football. The Arizona Cardinals get it done here. I think they get it done handsomely, winning by double digits against the Washington football team. I think so, too. Yeah, I, I I do too. I like I said, gonna start off slow and then they're gonna get going. Yeah, I think it's a wrap up for that. All right, um, let's get to all right, the nitty gritty, the Super Bowl champion. Uh-oh. Let me let me let me go ahead and hand this off to Mr. C G three himself. Are we are we going to prime time with showtime Mahomes? Against the division rival Los Angeles Chargers. Hey, go ahead so, and put us put us on. Teach us. I got you. Okay, so here we go. So again, Los Angeles Chargers is a division rival. So any any time you play against a division, it's gonna be rough, right? So the Los Angeles Chargers, their offense, it's not looking that great. Even no, it's with not. even with Austin Eckler, you got Keenan Allen fresh off a new contract. Tyrod Taylor taking over that offense. It's not looking great. And the Kansas City Chiefs, one of our biggest downfalls has been our defense. However, it has stepped up in the last, you know, halfway through the season last year, it definitely stepped up with Steve Spagnola coming into play. But it's got to be that, that Chargers defense that has to step in in order to win the game. And they got a fire defensive line, a fire defensive line. And that's the defensive line that has to step in and be like, look, Clyde Edwards-Hilaire, that rookie at LSU, we got to stop this man because he put up 128 and a touchdown week one. We got to come in and pop him. But is it going to be enough to stop Patrick Mahomes, Tyreek Hill, Travis Kelsey, Sammy Watkins? McCole Hardman. McCole Hardman. Is it going to be enough to stop that? No, it's not. The Chiefs are winning this easily. Yes. Oh, I feel the same way. Easily. Um, I think, again, it's going to be a second-half route. It's going to be a little close in the first half, and then it's going to be a route. I am not sold on uh, Tyrod Taylor or Tyrod Taylor. Um, they need to put my boy Justin Herbert in, get that offense going. <laughs> boy, stop. <laughs> <laughs> Herbert brings more uh, – more to the table. He may not be ready, so maybe not throw him into the fire, but I, he he brings more to the table as far as throwing. I'm not sold on Tarad. It's, it's not going to be that quarterback play that's going to get done for the Chargers. Is the Chargers stand any sort of a chance? It's got to be behind Austin Eckler because our defense, our, our rush defense has been the, been the, 
the slight that's been like, uh, how's that Chiefs defense looking? It, it, that has been the play because Tyrod Taylor is going to be he's going to be tested against that Chris Jones, Frank Clark. They're all going to be coming at him. Yep. And he's got to be able to throw in that Tyron Matthew. And how about that rookie Sneed who balled week one with that interception? He's got to be able to throw into that to Keenan Allen. That's what's going to be the difference. Austin Eckler has to come through for the LA Chargers to stand any sort of chance because our rush defense has been subpar. That's the only time that we've really been tested is against rush offense. All right, well. He has to ball out. Well, the the thing, I think the reason why the spread is even this close is because they have the best set of cornerbacks in the league. You have Desmond King, you have Chris Chris Harris, Harris, and you have shutdown, shutdown, shutdown. How was Chris Harris done against Patrick Mahomes in the offense whenever he was at Denver? How do you do? Well, but in his defense at Denver, it was they had they had people, but this is a this is a a, a real pass rush slash this this is a pass defensive dream. You know they have with Desmond King, him, and uh, Casey Hayward, and then you have Melvin Ingram on the edge. You have both on the edge. This is any cornerback safety. This is a DB's dream team. In but, Denver, he had that too. Because he did have Vaughn Miller. Miller. And that's that, it. And he also had, at, at, in a span, he had DeMarcus Ware. Do, no, DeMarcus Ware. He had DeMarcus Ware. And then, um, obviously, Bradley Chubb. He didn't have too much of Bradley Chubb because he got hurt early in the year. But this, but, but he, did, he did have that lineup. Patrick Mahomes. Very first game, we're talking week 17 of 2018 when Patrick Mahomes went off against that Denver defense. Yeah, that's when we all knew Mahomes was the truth. Hey, look, 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 exactly. look. I, I, I firmly stand behind the Chiefs covering this. If, if we had, if you had Houston losing last week, you gotta have. You gotta have Denver not or not Denver. The Chargers not covering. It's it's no way. Their offense just isn't there right now. Yeah. Uh their quarterbacks don't throw don't throw it to Austin Eckler like Phillip Rivers does. So that's mm-hmm. where the whole yeah. offense is right well, now. Maybe they it's out maybe of they it's saw out that. of pocket. Maybe they saw that and they'll utilize Eckler a little more. Which is what they said. That's what the coaching staff has came out and said, but it's different we'll when you see. got your quarterbacks out there. Tyrod Taylor has never been, you know, uh, a running back check down guy ever, no. ever. He don't even use his tight end. Nope. So that's why so, they didn't go to so, Herbert. Herbert's going to get his chance. Like I said, I expect to see Herbert by week five or after. It's either by week five or after week five because they're going to end up. I, I think I had him coming in week six because I said at best Tyrod's going to go three and two at best. In this and in, in these five games, because their schedule is ridiculous. Um, whatever. Let's get back on track. Chiefs covering the nine points from yeah. Me. I think all of us have it. Absolutely. I mean, I, I'm a little biased, but obviously, I love it. Um, our last game, four twenty-five. It's probably going to be an honestly that game might get played before the Chiefs game. They both on CBS. Uh, this game, Ravens Texans. Ravens 
favorite by seven points. What y'all got? Ah, Lamar Jackson versus Deshaun Watson. Another great young quarterback versus young quarterback. We saw that in week one when Patrick Mahomes went up against Deshaun Watson. We all know the outcome of that. And I'm going with the same outcome with Lamar Jackson over Deshaun Watson. I don't think Deshaun Watson, I mean, he lost DeAndre Hopkins. I mean, Will Fuller, don't get me wrong, he's a great receiver. I think he's a very underrated receiver in the league. However, I don't think he has the weapons as far as losing DeAndre Hopkins. He he did get David Johnson, which is a great addition. David Johnson went off against that, that Chiefs rush defense. But I don't think it's enough to get it done against Lamar Jackson in that offense. I agree. Uh, but I see a little different um, approach to the game. So Houston showed they could not stop the run. What does Baltimore do best? They run. So mm-hmm. Lamar is going to go off. I mean, then you got the three-headed monster of Cus Edwards, J.K. Dobbins, and Mark Ingram. So yep. honestly, I the way Houston looked week one, I could see Baltimore rushing it for 250 yards. Absolutely. Now, I, I mean, they, they let a rookie I mean, and Clyde Edwards Hilaire just absolutely go off. Uh, off. Nobody – I mean, it's hard to prepare for rookies sometimes week one, though. You're not because you, You're not you don't really have too much film on them other than their college film. But, uh, but yeah, Baltimore defensively. I mean, Houston almost shut out – or not Houston. Uh, Houston almost got shut out by Kansas City. Baltimore's defense is way better than Kansas City. I can, uh, I, I'll give it, you okay, it, to an it, extent. It's much yep. better. I'm not going to say way better. It's much better. Yeah. But I so, I mean, Baltimore's minus seventh. Uh, I don't see how – I mean, Deshaun Watson's just going to have to go crazy for them to have a chance. Yeah, I, uh, I agree. I, I think Baltimore shuts it down. After what I've seen from Houston, Houston scored a lot of their points in garbage time last week. Yeah. And it's just not enough. It's not, it's not enough offense. It's not enough weapons right now for Houston to compete. I literally uh, – what, what, uh, Baltimore won 38-60 with the Browns last week. I see yeah. a very similar result. Probably D-Y is going to get them in the end zone, obviously. But I think it's going to be in the last or something like that. So Yeah, the yeah. Ravens got a lot – the Ravens, I, I think Lamar Jackson playing with a chip on his shoulder. Obviously, it's the regular season. Everybody's saying, oh, Lamar Jackson balls out in the regular season, which he's proved. But he's looking like James Harden. In the playoffs, are you looking like playoff P as they call Paul George, which is disrespectful? But that man, that man, damn P. Exactly. He playing with a chip on his shoulder. He's like, look, I got to ball out this regular season and I got to ball out in the playoffs or else I'm going to end up like Paul George or James Harden where I'm being criticized in the playoffs. He's got to do it. And I think this is a game where he's going up against another fellow young quarterback. He's got to go off. He has to. Yeah, yeah I, I definitely agree. I think we all have Baltimore winning this handily, correct? Yeah, absolutely. I, I, I think we all have Baltimore covering. Um, last game on Sunday night, Sunday night football primetime will be Seattle versus the Patriots. I'm going to keep this short, sweet, and to the point. My girlfriend and her family are from Massachusetts. They're actually from Boston. Um, so, obviously, they have Patriots all the way. I've watched the last Patriots game. Newton looks very good. He looks very good running the ball. He looks healthy. Mm-hmm. I have essentially have Seattle winning the game. Patriots defense is very good, very tough. 
I think at the end of the day, Seahawks too much power. They win. I don't know if they cover four, but I have them winning the game. Listen, listen, listen. So that Patriots defense would be outstanding if it weren't for the fact that a lot of their players are sitting out due to COVID. Yep. I'm not sold on that defense right now. Now, and their offense against that that trash Miami defense. Hey, Miami. I mean, can't. Cam Cam looked Cam looked decent for his week one. His week one, you know, coming back, he looked decent. I and I love Cam Newton. I absolutely love Cam Newton. So he 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 definitely proved to me. He's like, look, I'm back. Cam is back. Don't get me wrong, but against Seattle and Russell Wilson, I'm not, no, I got I got Seattle winning this one. You got him. Do you have him covering the four points? Easily, I got him winning by double digits. Damn. That's – I – this is a toss-up for me. It could go either way. Um, if Russ plays the way he did and if Seattle stays committed to this let's uh, air raid it out, I think Seattle wins handedly. But I feel like they're going to go back to their ways and be more – maybe not run balanced, but be more uh, balanced run and pass – which I don't think is the way that Seattle should be playing. So I, I still have Seattle, but I think they win by three, which would make New England cover. Um, yeah, I think that's it too. Uh, you want to go ahead and clear clear out our last game? Uh, yeah, uh, let's see. So the last game we got – Actually, before you do that um, – yeah. All right, so the last game we have is New Orleans and Las Vegas. Uh, New Orleans is minus five and a half. Don't know how. Uh, New Orleans is going to beat the brakes off them. It's going to be a double-digit game. <laughs> yeah. uh, I mean, Henry, Henry, Henry Uggs, he did look brain. good. He did look good in his debut. But let's be honest. New Orleans look absolutely fantastic against that new Brady Tampa Bay offense. They look great. Marshawn Lanamore absolutely shut down Mike Evans. And he going to do the same if he matches up against Henry Ruggs or whoever is running that number one wide receiver in Las Vegas. It's going to be an easy Saints win. Yeah, yeah, I think Saints about five and a half is very disrespectful. I think yeah. that's them trying to overcompensate over Mike Thomas being hurt. But I think there's enough weapons. That the defense is solid enough. We have a Henry Ruggs who's Half injured, reason coming the game. I, Saints about five and a half is more than generous. I actually might. That might be like my max bet. Like I think if I was the bet, I think I'd put hundred on that to cover. The only thing I have to say, yeah. Josh Jacobs looking like a man among boys out there though. So yeah. he could he could have a big game. That that's the only way the Raiders get it done. That's the only way. He has to have an absolute career day. He'd have to, but I don't see it happening against the Saints defense. Nope, definitely. Carolina's defense and Saints defense is like night and day. Exactly. Exactly. I agree. All right. Time for the nitty-gritty. Time for my favorite part of the show. Free play. Steve, what you got? Give me your best free play for tomorrow. All right, so my free play is actually going to be a three-game parlay. and uh, Oh, he hitting y'all with a parlay. Y'all better tune in. All right, so I got Buffalo 
uh, you could go spread, but I, I have all these teams winning by double digits. So I would go nine and a half on each of these games. Buffalo over Miami, San Fran over the Jets, and Chicago over the Giants. Sheesh. That's the money. That's super money right there. I like it. Chris, you're up. All right. I got a I got an easy one to uh to cover here. I mean I'm I, I could go to the parlay. I could could tell you the parlay I bet I took, but I'm gonna give you all the, the easy game of the week. My boys in Vegas took the Eagles one and a half over the Rams after the Rams just beat the best team in that division. You crazy. The Rams are winning this one very handsomely. Okay, I like it. So now it's it's me. I'm next, right? Your boy. I hmm. I, it's a couple of them that I like. I like a lot. I even like some baseball plays. But since we're on football, I keep it in football. Um, I think my free play that I would go with. I think I'm gonna have to go with that 49ers Jets. 49ers to cover, so that'll probably be a minus 110 for most of your sport books. Um, 49ers to cover, that's seven. I think that's easy money. So, that's a good one. With that being said, beautiful, beautiful, beautiful show. CG3, thank you for joining us and welcome to the NBA Cash Gang, Mike G. Absolutely. A little closing remark. We'll go away from some football here. I want to hit y'all with a big game tomorrow in the Premier League for all you soccer fans. Chelsea playing Liverpool. We about to see Chelsea and that Timo Vanna new offense. I think they get it done against that Liverpool. Oh, boy, you just came you came with some serious hot takes. Now you know, mm-hmm. you know Tiago Silva is out tomorrow. Oh, absolutely that play. too. And you know Ben. I don't know if Ben Chilwell is playing, and and you know Christian Pulisic isn't playing tomorrow, right? That's that's correct. It don't matter. That Timo Werner, that new offense is looking a one. It is. I it's see, beautiful. Liverpool. Liverpool is is the team to beat in the Premier League this year, and I think they get it done tomorrow against that Mo Salah and that Liverpool offense. I think they get it done. Wow. That's a, wow. You got me intrigued with that game. Manchester United took an ass whooping today to Crystal Palace. So. Yeah, that was I don't uh, I don't I don't want to talk uh, I don't want to talk EPL on this show. Not today. I'm 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 crushed. Steve, you got any closing remarks for me? Um, not really. Uh, I'm going to definitely be on the Red Zone channel. If you don't watch the Red Zone channel, you are missing out on a football train, football fans paradise. Because mm-hmm. if you do not have the Red Zone channel, I guarantee your life will be changed if you go get it. Absolutely. And that there will pretty much wrap it on up. Uh, thank you guys for coming and being part of the show. I really appreciate you guys as always. Guys, everyone who's tuned in, do not, do not, do not forget to like, comment, and subscribe on all social media platforms. We are under NB8Cast. 
on Twitter, IG, Facebook, and YouTube. So please don't forget to like, follow, subscribe. Also, we do have some giveaways going on. If you guys want to go ahead and uh, hop into our Facebook page, I think that's where I, I think it's, it's posted on all of them, but our Facebook page really goes into details of, with our giveaway. So you guys want to hop in and on that, feel free to do so. Like I said, it's a giveaway. It costs you guys absolutely nothing. And uh, we'll see you guys next time. Thank you.